Hello, this is Cacophony. My name is Steve Thomas, and this is the music for the Lockdown series. We've got music inspired by Shakespeare in this episode. For reasons unknown, Vanessa's really remembered the name of William Shakespeare since I played Midsummer Night's Dream back in episode 15. Every piece in the Lockdown series is something that we've listened to here as a family that they've agreed that I should share. And if I ask Vanessa about any piece of music that we've heard, in an attempt to create links in her mind between different things, she always comes up with the answer William Shakespeare, so it's becoming a bit of a running gag. But there's loads of great music inspired by his plays, so occasionally I can chuck something in where Shakespeare is the answer. And today we're going to listen to the music from Henry V. The film, released in 1944, directed and starring Laurence Olivier, is in some ways a mixture of propaganda and morale booster. It was designed to inspire the British to victory in the Second World War, that last big fight against the forces of fascism, and at the same time, I think it probably went some way to reinforcing or perhaps even creating that idea that somehow the British were special, exceptional. The film was a big budget number, half funded by the government and shot in glorious Technicolor. William Walton's music for the film is a classic film score and we're going to listen to five numbers that were made into a suite by the guy who conducted it for the film. Walton himself said that if film music could be used for anything other than the film itself that meant it wasn't any good, but he was willing to make the occasional exception. One of the things that's striking about this music is the way Walton makes it really sound like medieval music, like it belongs to the period where the action is set. And he does this not by writing fake new old music, but by actually using music from the period. The suite opens with an overture that sets the scene as the film opens at the Globe Theatre before the film transfers its action to real life film, if that makes any sense. It's got a big sense of medievalness and sounds like courtly dance music. In the death of Falstaff, Henry gets the news of the death of his friend and mentor, and it's music that he described as having a simple dignity and restrained pathos. You'd be hard-pressed to realise that this is an arrangement of a traditional drinking song. After that, we hear the cavalry charge and battle from the Battle at Agincourt, music full of drama and action. I've just read that the battle scenes were shot in Ireland, which is neutral in the war, with loads of local extras. They all got paid an extra pound if they came with their own horse. The battle scene ends with what I hear is a contemplation of the destruction that's just gone before, and that uses a traditional French folk tune that conjures up shepherds calling across the hills, played on the cor anglais, the tenor oboe. After the battle, Henry has time for a bit of wooing, as he meets and entertains Princess Catherine of France in Touch Her Soft Lips and Part, before the rousing finale, the Agincourt song, again a number that uses a 15th century hymn that recounts the battle. Stirring and exciting music, as befits a film that's big on spectacle. And I've found a performance on YouTube where the Russian Vladimir Yurovsky is conducting, I think, a Russian orchestra, and they've got clips of the 1944 film showing behind the orchestra. It's not really so much that the music is accompanying the film, it's more the other way around, but it gives you a really a real idea of the film as a kind of really old-fashioned historic document. I don't think anyone would make the film in the same way today, but the music still stands up in its own right. But the music really stands up in its own right, 
I hope you enjoy it. Click on the links below to have a listen. Give us a like, comment, share, subscribe to the podcast. Come back for more next time. Thanks for listening.